purpose is transforming the world of work and business. Those leading the way are values-based and people-focused leaders who see business as a force for good. Host Kevin Monroe explores how tapping into the power of purpose infuses your business with meaning and touches the lives of your employees while positively impacting the communities you serve. With the Higher Purpose Podcast, here's Kevin Monroe. It's Kevin and I want to welcome you to episode 103 of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Today, it's just me and you. We're sitting down for one of these casual, candid conversations. So I'm inviting you to find your favorite beverage, or if you're in the gym, you know, just keep working out. It's just the two of us having this conversation. You are the guest joining me today, no one else. And as I do with every episode, for those of you that are long-term listeners, I always start with gratitude, and I love asking other people, what are you grateful for? So today, I'm just kind of asking that of myself. Hey, Kevin, what are you grateful for in this moment? Well, you know, I'm grateful because the day I'm recording this, this is day three of the Gratitude Challenge, and I'm excited of seeing how gratitude is helping people see their situations differently, and as a result, transform their experience of those situations and even the situation themselves. So that's just what I'm grateful for. But as a part of that, since we're right in the middle of this when I'm recording this, I need to give a big shout out or want to give a big shout out to the people that are teaming with me to make the Gratitude Challenge possible. And as well, a couple of allies who have joined that have allowed us to share this Gratitude Challenge on a much bigger, more global stage. So the folks that are part of the team, Steve Foran, he was my guest back on episode 101. If you've not heard that conversation yet, I highly encourage you to go back, pick that up and listen to it. Christy Kern, longtime friend and collaborator that stays behind the scenes, is really critical in us doing this challenge. And then Kat Hayes. Kat is this artist that my friend Gary Turner introduced me to that created all of these beautiful images that if you're in the challenge you've seen or you may have seen shared socially by those in the challenge. And then there's the unofficial sponsor, Mary Ann Kerr. Mary Ann Kerr is the mutual friend of Steve and I that introduced us and led to all of this that just made this happen. And then there are two allies that I want to call out. Steve Brown and Mike Sipple, both out of the Cincinnati, Ohio area. And on Saturday, leading up to the challenge, I just posted something on Twitter. And both of these guys just jumped on this, amplified it, showered it with love, and that just invited so many more people into the challenge. It's just mind-blowing. But anyway, those are the things I'm grateful for. If you're hearing this, you go, what is this about the Gratitude Challenge? Hey, you can still learn about the Gratitude Challenge and you can join us for the next Gratitude Challenge by going to thegratitudechallenge.community. Well, for today, I want to invite you into what might initially strike you as an unlikely conversation or topic for Kevin to include in the Higher Purpose podcast. You know, You know me, many of you know me, as a proponent of purpose. I mean, after all, this is the Higher Purpose Podcast, and my desire is that what you experience and encounter here invites, encourages, pushes, pulls you into living a life of purpose. So you know me as a purpose guy or guide, 
and I am. But let me say, that doesn't mean that my pursuit of purpose is easy or that it's actually free from problems. There are times I talk with people and they think that's how it is for me. Actually, my pursuit of purpose includes plowing through problems and persevering. And yeah, let me say this, on a weekly basis. So what I want to talk about today is the problem. No, actually, let me make that plural. The problems of purpose or the problems with purpose. And why am I doing this? Again, I'm the advocate of purpose. Well, if it's these problems that get in the way and discourage people or cause them to give up on their pursuit of purpose, I want to talk about it. I want to shine a light on this and expose these things that may be hiding in darkness and may be discouraging or dissuading you in your pursuit of purpose. By talking about them, I hope to illuminate a path forward that allows you to move past the hurdles, jump over the hurdles, and helps you navigate what many perceive to be this maze of purpose. So the problems I'm talking about today, these apply to both individuals and organizations. The filter that you're going to hear me kind of use for the context, the examples that I talk about are really going to be more about the application and pursuit of purpose in the workplace, in business. Now, I believe, as I've looked over these, I believe that you can readily adapt and apply all of these to your personal life as well, at the personal level as well. But I want to focus on the business application of purpose. Why? Great question. Why? Because that's the area where I'm called to serve, to work, to make the biggest difference. I want to help leaders like you unleash the power of purpose for, in, and through your organization. I want to see purpose permeate your organization. So today, we're going to explore seven problems with purpose or problems of purpose. And I hope that I do this in a way that is illuminating and inspiring and also be a bit entertaining and hopefully memorable by the way we talk about these. So let's get started. Hey, the first problem I want us to discuss and explore today is what I'm calling the bottleneck problem. What is the bottleneck problem? Well, regardless of the shape, size of bottles, the neck is always at the top. So it is with individuals and organizations. We've got all varieties of individuals and organizations sharing this journey on the Higher Purpose podcast. The bottleneck problem is what happens when purpose is stuck at the top of the organization or the top of your head. It's all in your head. It doesn't go anywhere else. It doesn't get into the heart. It's just this academic. So that's one problem is that it is an academic pursuit rather than a whole life pursuit. Another problem is that when it's stuck at the top, when you think of it in an organization, is that purpose seems to be the privilege of the few, those in the C-suite. They're talking about purpose. But what about those of us on the front lines? We don't see purpose and we don't see a connection between what we do on a daily basis and the purpose of the organization. I'll come back and talk about that one in a moment. So the problem is that purpose with the bottleneck can be isolated rather than integrated. And it is aloof rather than aligned. And when that happens, 
and this really is heartbreaking for me. When that happens, purpose becomes marginalized and actually marginalizes the masses rather than mobilizing them. Let me say that again. When the bottleneck problem is at play, purpose is isolated rather than integrated, and it's aloof, not aligned. And purpose is marginalized, and people are marginalized by purpose when instead what you and I really want is to see people mobilized. We want to see everybody in the organization mobilized by purpose. So the solution. What is the solution to the bottleneck problem? Well, it's bridging. It's bridging purpose and making purpose available and accessible to everyone in the organization and at every level of the organization. And this happens in multiple ways. I'll probably go into it more in another episode. Let me just give you a highlight now. When every person at every department sees that what they do serves the bigger purpose and the greater good, then they are mobilized by purpose. If it seems abstract and aloof, it's just nebulous, disconnected. So the bottleneck problem, problem number one. Number two, problem number two with purpose, the world peace problem. Or you could also say the beauty pageant problem. Well, what do you mean, Kevin? What are you talking about here? Well, have you ever seen in the beauty contest when contestants are asked, you know, in that Q&A part about a challenge in the world, what's a wrong you want to see righted in the world? And we laugh when we say world peace, you know, or when we hear world peace is the answer. And then the host wants to say, okay, and where would you begin? And then there's like, uh, I don't know. Well, when we approach purpose in that kind of way, this world peace problem, it's paralyzing to many because it's like, well, what can I do and what difference can I make? Because the problem or the pursuit of purpose seems too grandiose when what we want to make it is granular. We want to see that everything we do integrates and aligns with purpose and moves it forward. But often we make it this all or nothing proposition. We make it too grandiose. So how do you address the world peace problem? Well, let's break it down. You know, you start by making your zip code a better, brighter place. Well, what do you mean zip code? Maybe it's your department. Maybe it's this little corner of the world. Let's make the world better for people experiencing a particular problem in this particular place. And I watch companies do this through their purpose initiatives that they adopt a school. Hey, we want to address literacy. We can't change literacy for the whole world, but we can adopt this school and we can do a reading program here in our backyard. That's a beautiful thing. So make your world better, your world, not the world, but let's break it down. Make your world better one day, one act of kindness at a time. Think of it as block party strategies, right? Take it to the streets and have very small wins that cumulatively make a big difference. Think globally and act locally. So depending on the size of the company, this can be something that's just company-wide, or you can do this for every department. And I've seen companies do this that have multiple departments or multiple locations that each department kind of designates or identifies its own 
purpose that is a subset of the bigger purpose. So if it's the accounting department, the accounting department wants to make the billing process accurate and make the receivables process filled with dignity for every customer we serve. You know, that's a way that then helps the company fulfill its bigger, more noble purpose of making a difference in the world. Another way is, you know, I touched on this in the bottleneck problem, that the other aspect of this is discovering the passions and purpose of everyone on your team and helping them connect their personal purpose to the bigger purpose. When you do that, all of a sudden, you know, the world peace problem is going away because we're just making a difference one day at a time. The third problem I want to talk about is the plaque problem. Okay, now this is not the plaque problem that your dentist talked to you about on your last visit or the hygienist. Maybe they don't you, but you know, they're always talking about that plaque issue. That's not the one. I'm talking about this, the plaque problem being when purpose is enshrined on the walls, but never seen in the halls of your organization. You've invested in, you have a word cloud, or you have these framed portraits or plaques of the purpose, and it's all about messaging and marketing, and it's all outward facing. And people, when that happens, the people in in an organization begin to perceive that purpose is just about PR. It's what we're saying to others about us rather than how we express and experience purpose in the little things, the day-by-day things. And then in the worst case scenarios that I hope none of you are part of, but you may have witnessed, you know, purpose washing, where companies are jumping on the purpose bandwagon just because they believe purpose is popular. And so it's all, in that case, it's all Madison Avenue marketing. Instead, how do you address this one? Instead, invite, allow purpose to permeate the environment. Allow purpose to become infused into your values. And again, gosh, I've talked about values before. Don't have weak, anemic values that are just these words that mean anything to anybody and something different to everybody. Allow purpose to guide your values, to inform and infuse your values, and then use values to guide your actions and decisions. Include your values in your recruiting, hiring, and onboarding process. Include your purpose in that. That people from the day they are hearing of your company, they want to join your company because their personal purpose resonates with your corporate purpose, with your business purpose. Also, make purpose a part of every meeting and how we do things here, you know, how you do things, how we make decisions. When you do that, you've addressed the plaque problem. The plaque problem is not an issue for you. It's become real life. So the fourth problem is akin or a cousin to the plaque problem, and I'm calling that the megaphone problem. And you can figure this out, the megaphone problem. This is when purpose is more talk than walk. You've heard people say, I can't hear what you're saying because I see what you're doing. Well, that's the megaphone problem. It's all talk 
and it's frequently espoused, but not so readily observed. So how do you resolve this? It's simple. Walk it before you talk it. You know, if you're thinking about launching a purpose initiative for the first time in your organization, don't overhang the market. You know, with this big campaign, start with little things. Start putting your purpose into practice and letting people see those things and then beginning ask questions, perhaps. And then when folks are asking questions, why are we doing this? What's this all about? Then as you begin to talk, about purpose, people have already seen it in action. Then the words and actions are aligned. And when that happens, purpose is lived. It's not just loud, right? And it's lived out loud, not just espoused. The fifth problem that I want to talk about is the rainbow problem, or actually the somewhere over the rainbow problem from the song, and I'll spare you. I will not sing it for you. Well, what do I mean? So for me, I see this in two ways, taking two forms. One of these is the, hey, somewhere over the rainbow, that its purpose is way out there in the future, maybe someday, right? That Again, purpose is so lofty and noble that it is seen solely as a future dream rather than a present reality. And when that's the case, purpose seems like this 3D maze, right? There's this lofty goal or dream destination, and the people on your team are looking confused. How are we ever going to get there? And they have no idea of the steps to take between here and there, and so they're paralyzed by purpose. It's like, okay, this all sounds good, but what do I do today? What do I do about this issue? What do I do with this customer? So what do you do? Well, you could do what some do that, that go around in circles, right? Sit idly by waiting for that magic moment or that epiphany when it just poof. And all of a sudden, you know, you find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow well, what I suggest is that you just break it down and you make it immensely practical and actionable now. And so the second part in the solution is the same for both. But the second aspect where I see this, the rainbow problem, it's not just somewhere out there in the future, but rainbow in that when you look at a rainbow, can you ever find and touch the rainbow? No, the rainbow is always high and lofty. It's elevated, esoteric. It's somewhere out there beyond what is tangible. And this happens, when this happens, organizations like this have these amazing catchphrases and buzzwords that are empty and meaningless. So again, let purpose permeate your culture. I see purpose, and I'm probably going to do an episode about this, talking about the, when I think of it, I see these three topics coming together in a Venn diagram, purpose, culture, and leadership. And purpose is the foundation for your culture, and it informs and infuses culture and leadership. So purpose is not somewhere out there, but it's the foundation for everything we're doing right here, right now. And purpose is the what and the why we are doing this this way here and now. 
So bring purpose into the here and now rather than the out there, somewhere, lofty future, or so high and esoteric. The sixth problem, I, I wanted to call this something else, but I call it the Pollock problem. Pollock, and there's a parenthesis there, the Jackson Pollock problem. So Jackson Pollock, in case you don't know, and I kind of snooze my way through art history, so sometimes I have to go back and review. Jackson Pollock is one of the most famous abstract expressionist artists. So when the Pollock problem is at play in an organization or a person's life, like I said, you can apply this to business or person, your individual life, your expression of purpose is abstract and nonspecific. It sounds good. It looks good to some. It's interesting to others, but it's really hard to pin it down or put it into practice. You know, you look at an abstract painting and you say, what is it? Well, everybody looking at it can look at that and see something else. And if that's how purpose is portrayed or perceived in your organization, you've got a problem because it means something different to everyone. Now, hear me, and please don't hear what I'm not saying here. I believe purpose can, should have personal perspective and meaning to everyone, but it should have enough of a shared meaning that we're all on the same page with it. So when purpose is abstract, here's what happens. In meetings, the heads may nod, but the eyes roll. Right. People are kind of nodding because they feel they have to be polite because, after all, you're the boss and you're advocating purpose. And it is this ethereal, abstract expression of purpose. And their heads nod because they have to. They feel they have to. But but their eyes are rolling or afterwards they're creating memes and sharing these memes. And it becomes a joke because people are like, well, what does that mean? So my suggestion is keep it simple and allow it to become concrete. So purpose, if it's abstract but not aligned, then it creates problems. So put it into practice, put purpose into practice, and allow purpose to inform and transform every encounter that you have with employees and the customers and clients you serve. That is powerful. Now, the seventh problem that I want to talk about, <laughs> the last one I added to the list, I'm calling it the marshmallow problem. And you can probably figure this out right away, right? The marshmallow problem, soft, sweet, and squishy. It tastes good, but it has no nutritional value. It actually lifts you up, gives you a sugar high, and then lets you down, that sugar crash. If you've got the marshmallow problem with purpose, this may be that annual big splash pep talk. We do this every year. We have the kickoff and we have this big meeting and we talk about purpose and we pass out buttons and we hang banners and then it just kind of melts in the mouth and not in the hand. Oh, that's M&Ms. I'm sorry, marshmallows. Yeah, but it just doesn't become substantive. So allow purpose to be substantive and transformative in the ways we've just discussed when we were talking about the Pollock problem or other things we discussed earlier. And there are other ways that you may have, that you may have thought of how we make or allow purpose, invite and allow purpose to be substantive and transformative in 
for and through your organization. Now, with apologies to the vegans, the other part here is to make it meaty. Okay, if you don't like meat, at least make it the main course. Allow purpose to become this main course, mainstay of your organization, rather than the icing on the cake. Back to what I said earlier when I was talking about the Venn diagram, allow purpose to become foundational for everything you do and why you do it the way you do it. So there's seven. This is not an exhaustive list. So let me recap these and then let's move forward. The seven that we talked about here today, we talked about the bottleneck problem, the world peace problem, the plaque problem, the megaphone problem, the somewhere over the rainbow problem, the Jackson Pollock problem, and the marshmallow problem. I'm wondering, have or are any of these plaguing your organization and your pursuit of purpose or your company's pursuit of purpose at this moment. So this whole idea, talking about these seven problems, the reason why I'm talking about that is I'm passionate about this. I don't want purpose to get a bad name, to become the butt of jokes, the catalyst for eye rolls, or the themes for memes inside your organization. You know, We've talked about some remedies here. I want to talk about a couple of more. And perhaps we'll do a deeper dive in an upcoming episode, something I've been wanting to do for some time now, talking about purpose-powered business. But let me talk about the power of purpose. We've talked about the problems of purpose. Man, I would be doing myself and you, the listener, a disservice if we just wrapped up and just left this talking about the problems of purpose, because I believe Purpose is immensely powerful, and I want to help you find your path forward and get to the place where the power of purpose is permeating your organization and allowing you to accomplish great feats that you have not yet accomplished or have not accomplished at the level that you know you are capable of accomplishing and allowing purpose to Produce the result you know or at least believe is possible for your organization because you see it in others. Let me just share two quick images, and I won't unpack them too much at depth, but they're these two quick images that come to mind when I think of the power of purpose. There's several others, but these two kind of illustrate this, what purpose allows. One comes from the equestrian world, right? Horses. So one of the largest, strongest horses in the world is the Belgian draft horse. Perhaps you've heard about this. It's in several books. I'm quoting from Dave Ramsey right now in his book, Entree Leadership. Competitions are held to see which horse can pull the most, and one Belgian horse can pull 8,000 pounds. Now, here's the weird thing. If you put two of these Belgian horses together, even if they are strangers to one another, have never been partnered or paired together, they can pull 20,000 to 24,000 pounds. So two, they don't pull twice as much as one, but three times as much. So there's this multiplicative effect. I believe that's the power of purpose, that it's the power of synergy. Now, Listen to this. If the two horses are raised and trained together rather than being strangers and they're learned to pull and think of it as one, this trained team 
can now pull 30 to 32,000 pounds, almost 4x of what a single horse could pull. Wow. So that's one way to harness the power of purpose is to bring people together that have these beautiful skills and incredible talents to pull them together and to unite them in the pursuit of a unifying purpose and allow it to unleash power and increase performance of your people and their teams. That's beautiful and it's amazing what happens and when that happens. So the second example that I just think is so powerful about purpose It's illustrated by what Nikolai Tesla did with Niagara Falls. Maybe you've heard this. You know, if you've ever been to Niagara Falls and you just stand there and you take this in, you let this wash over you. It really doesn't wash over you. It just sprays on you. But you sit there or you stand there and you see that there's power latent in the falls. But then when you hear or learn, discover what Nikolai Tesla did, It's amazing. It didn't change the nature of the falls, but he channeled the water from the Niagara River after it makes its journey across the falls. Get this, 150,000 gallons of water pass over Niagara Falls every second. Yeah, mind-boggling. 150,000 gallons pass over it every second. The power was latent in the falls, but it was untapped until Nikolai Tesla installed tunnels downstream from the falls, directing the water through a hydroelectric plant that was used to generate power. Now, in that sense, you can harness the power of purpose. You can take energy that's latent inside the people, the departments, the teams in your organization and channel it so that it creates great benefit and enormous, immense power. And all of this is done without changing the nature of purpose. You unite power and use it as an energy force for your organization or the communities you serve. Now, here's something I just love. As Tesla realized that the key challenge was not in creating the power, but in harnessing and distributing it. And he created, get this word, transformers. Isn't that an interesting word choice? He created transformers that as a result of the water passing through the transformers, the water was converted into energy. So I just love that, that purpose, purpose is a transformational force for good in the world. You know, I believe this. I believe that business is a force for good and purpose is a force or the force for animating and energizing business and doing something amazing. So let me wrap this up. How about you? Are you struggling to tap into the power of purpose in, through, and for your organization? Experiencing one of these seven problems, a combination of these, some of these, or some different problem? You know, if that's the case, I want to help you, and I want to see you tap into the power of purpose, whether it is unleashing purpose or harnessing purpose, however you see it or describe it, I want to see the power of purpose in action, producing results in your organization. You know, right now, I've got capacity to take on a handful of clients, depending on the size and scope of the projects, and become your strategic purpose partner 
and trusted advisor to help you unleash the power of purpose and finally, finally experience and enjoy the results you believe are possible and available to you, but you've yet to tap into them. So if that's you, let's do this now. There's too much at stake to put this off. So if that's you, contact me. You can call me 678-744-5111. You can email me, kevin at higherpurposepodcast.com. We will connect. I will share with you this 3D approach that is holistic and transformative, that includes discovery, dream, and design, and we will put purpose to work in your organization. That's what I want to see happen for you. If you need help, contact me because I would love to be your partner and guide. Hey, until we connect again, I want to invite and encourage you to live, love, and lead with the power of purpose. Do you have a high stakes initiative that is stuck, stalled out, or stymied, and you're not sure what to do now and how to forge a path forward? The situation is not as grim as you think it is. We can help. Contact Kevin to explore how a winning conversation may be exactly what you need to break the gridlock, unite your team in purpose, and accelerate traction. Call 678-744-5111 or email kevin at higherpurposepodcast.com.